Welcome to Kara's Cures, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. Well, after two years in a pandemic, a lot of us certainly are feeling exhausted, deeply depleted. And we're learning a technique today. Actually, you're going to learn several techniques in a free program. But we're focusing on how, when we focus on our heart, we can do a lot of healing. It's a special program, 14 Days of Love, coming up. And Brandon Nappy, the executive director of the amazing Copper Beach Institute, is joining us now so we can learn more about it. Hi, Brandon. Hello, Kara. Great to be with you today. Great to be with you. And Brandon is an expert in mindfulness. He's an expert in uh, teaching meditation and, and really just learning how we can maybe give ourselves a little bit more of a break. Tell us about the 14 Days of Love and how this free program can really help folks. Well, these are cold and dark days, Karen. I don't know about you, but I feel um, especially depleted when I don't have as much uh, sunlight as I do in the summertime and when I'm bracing myself against cold weather. And at Copper Beach Institute, uh, as a community of mindfulness and as a community that really celebrates and supports the the full thriving of uh, human beings everywhere, we thought it'd be really helpful in these winter months to come together and offer folks uh, a free opportunity to practice twice a day for just a few minutes online um, to support our hearts in these really tender pandemic moments. Um, I've heard myself say on countless occasions that the pandemic has helped me to clarify what's most important in my life. Uh, And I've heard this from so many people. Um, There's a kind of familiar refrain, it's family, it's friendships, it's love being this sort of grounding force in our lives. And as we reflected on just how important love is to us, um, it occurred to me that often when we talk about love, we reference it only as a feeling. And of course, it is a a wonderful feeling, um, you know, whether we're we're talking about a a romantic partnership or a long friendship or uh, relationships we have with uh, family members. But um, we're also going to be thinking about love as a skill, as a capacity that we can develop. Um, The heart is a muscle, right? And so just like any muscle, we need exercises to help keep it strong and to help deepen its ability to do what it does best. Oh, I love how you say that, that love is not just a feeling, love is a skill. And I think we often think of that, right? It's also um, a state. So even with Valentine's Day coming up, uh, we want to be clear, this isn't about, it might be about having a more, you know, finding a loving relationship, but it starts with self-love. And there's a lot of talk about self-care, self-love out there. It's almost becoming a new hashtag. What do you mean in a way, maybe a more scientific slash practical way of self-love? Yeah, well, we can be really, really harsh with ourselves. Um, And sometimes, even as I've reflected on my own life, I can be much more loving to um, my friends, my family, gosh, even my pets, than I am to myself. Um, And so our 14 Days of Love Challenge is a wonderful opportunity for us to reflect on our relationship with ourselves. Are we offering the same kind of tender, gentle love that we offer to the people who are dearest to us? Are we offering that to ourselves? And of course, there's this wonderful connection between how we love ourselves and how we love others. The more we're able to really care for ourselves, um, the more deeply we're able to love other people. And yet most of us haven't been taught to really care for ourselves. There's been some really powerful research uh, by uh, Kristen Neff and Chris Germer about the power of self-compassion to support our well-being, to lower anxiety, to lower stress. 
Um, so we'll be really unpacking love from many different angles. We'll look at self-care and self-compassion practices, especially when the inner critic rages, uh, barking harshly that we're not enough in all sorts of various ways. We'll look at the role of patience. Right? Uh, patience is a wonderful way that we can um, show the people we love that we care for them. Um, how can we cultivate strength and courage when love gets hard? Uh, because this is the flip side, right? The shadow side of love. Even the most wonderful, healthy, and nourishing loving relationships um, can hit bumps in the road, right? And so how can we stay courageous and brave um, even when love gets difficult? So we'll be looking at love from all sorts of angles, and we're, we're just really excited. And talk a little bit about uh, Copper Beach Institute. For those who don't know, it, you serve many people here in Connecticut, but you serve people around the world. And this is a place where we can really go and learn techniques from experts uh, rather than just using an app online. But we're going to really learn mindfulness. You can even do some certification courses there. But it's, you're really learning skills from experts. That's right. So we are a community of mindfulness practice and compassionate action, a nonprofit right here in West Hartford, Connecticut. Although in these last number of years, we've grown into uh, a, a global community. Over 50,000 people from over 50 countries have participated both in person and online here at Copper Beach Institute. So uh, we give our hearts and our minds to the, the deepest questions that human beings can ask. What's my purpose? Uh, where do I find meaning? What does it mean for me to really thrive and be the, the best self that I can be? Uh, how can mindfulness practices and, and compassionate practices help, um, help the relationships in my life, help me to uh, become happier and a, a kinder person in the world? So we love those deep, profound questions, and we know that together we need one another to help answer them. We don't answer them in a vacuum. We don't answer them alone. We need one another to grapple with these heart-based uh, questions, these existential questions. So it's been such a blessing to me to see the way in which these questions, which were um, really alive within me, are also questions alive uh, within tens of thousands of people around the world. And so coming together for mindfulness practice, meditation practice, um, for support and inspiration, guidance, and sometimes just to laugh together. And that's been really important too, as we've um, navigated kind of the most stressful moments that uh, you know we as humans have faced in the last generation, to have um, some new friendship, to laugh, to cry, um, and to explore what it means to be a, a fully alive human being has been a great gift. Yeah, so the 14 Days of Love is a program that's online, right? So people can go to your website, they can sign up for free, and just from a practical sense, what are we going to experience? And there it is, it's copperbeachinstitute.org. You're going to go to upcoming programs and you will see the 14 Days of Love. I think you enter your uh, name and email, or you can follow on social media at Copper Beach Institute. But practically, you've got two times a day. If we can't join you at that 7.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m., uh, I'm usually a little busy doing eyewitnesses at noon, uh, you, can, you can join later. Explain to folks how they can uh, benefit from this free program. That's right. So folks can register for free. We always welcome donations, of course. But the, the live sessions will be at 7.30 and at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, of course. And the sessions will be a half an hour each. And there'll be some guided meditations, some questions for reflection, some um, communal dialogue and conversation, and then some suggested exercises that folks can try throughout their day. 
Um, and then all of that will be recorded and posted on a web page, which we affectionately refer to as the Love Hub. Uh, and so folks can uh, watch those guided meditations and participate a little bit later um, based on their schedules. And of course, there are people in every conceivable time zone that are a part of this as well. So if you can't be there live, uh, you can join us uh, in, in recordings. Absolutely. You know, teens are having a especially difficult time, kids as well. But I'm wondering, um, is this something that you would do if you have a family? Would you do this with your children or at least with your teenagers? Absolutely. I mean, our, our uh, love and meditation and, and mindfulness challenge can be adapted for kids or just practice just as we're offering it. What's really neat is that I've been practicing mindfulness with my teenagers um, you know, since they were toddlers. And their lives are so loud, so busy, and so stressful. And so it's been a real gift to watch them integrate some really simple mindfulness exercises in daily life. And even if you don't imagine yourself sitting down as a family to do some mindfulness and meditation practice, which I'd highly recommend um, folks trying, uh, even just a really meaningful question, uh, like where do you find love in your life? Or what do you do um, when you feel that inner critic really raging inside? Um, these kinds of conversations can open up um, rich dialogue for families, um, and, and we can really get to know one another on a deeper level. Um, things like how can we be patient with each other? How can we communicate our needs to one another in a gentle way that we can all hear? Um, how do you listen even when you disagree with someone, right? I mean, these are questions not only that families um, you know, need some time with, but gosh, as a country, how do we listen and honor the humanity of people that we disagree with? Yeah. Um, such important questions and skills. You know, I've been lucky enough to take one of the courses back when we did this uh, in person. I did mindfulness-based self-compassion. And, you know, even if you have a meditation practice, I think um, there's – I love the practical exercises. I'll just share with our audience. I remember one thing that I'll probably still integrate today. We learned so much and, you know, certain things you forget. Other things, But just having those snacks throughout the day. So if you're having a stressful moment, um, I learned the act of just even taking a breath with your hands on your heart, which is calming physically, but then once ever – what do you need right now? So what do I need right now? So these are little things that you're going to walk away with practical stuff that you can use like right that day as, as a mom who's maybe dealing with stress with your kids or um, someone at work. I mean, we all have stress. So you're going to really have practices you can start playing with immediately. Oh, that's right. Karen, I love that you mentioned the hand-to-heart practice because it's so simple. It's so easy. And as you say, in a moment of stress, this hand-to-heart practice has been shown scientifically to reduce blood pressure um, and, and to calm us in our most difficult moments. And so um, often when I you know, find that my rates of stress are elevated, I'll bring my hand to my heart. And then when I'm feeling ready, then I could also just channel some loving kindness to someone in my life who I might um, know needs some kindness. Or even when I'm in the, um, in the line at the grocery store, uh, I see, uh, you know, someone working in the checkout, working really, really hard in the middle of the pandemic, um, and I can send them love and kindness, too. I think um, our world sorely needs us not only to find compassion for ourselves, but also to find it for one another. And so this is one of these really simple evidence-based practices that can actually tangibly help us build a more loving world. 
And, and when you say evidence-based, I think that matters to folks because a lot of people are hearing about mindfulness and meditation, and those words can be intimidating if they don't already have a practice, like oh, one more thing to do. Um, but these practices can be simple. And talk about some of the evidence of, of, of even just your physical health, how it can help you. Yeah, absolutely. There have been over 3,000 peer-reviewed scientific articles about the ways in which really simple meditation and mindfulness practices uh, can can reduce stress and anxiety, can help boost uh, well-being. Uh, folks who have a simple mindfulness practice recover from um, surgery faster. Um, folks' experience of pain Um is less uh, among uh, daily meditators. So these are powerful practices, but I also want to say that this doesn't necessarily mean that to have a uh, a mindfulness practice means that we're meditating for hours and hours a day. Mm. This could be literally a moment uh, to take a breath uh, when we get in the car, uh, before we put the car in gear. It could be a moment to breathe uh, when we're at the, the stoplight, or you know, even when my phone rings or, or buzzes, um, before I, I reach for it quickly and reflexively, I just take a moment to become aware of my breathing. And this is a way that can really ground us in the present moment. And there's really, there's, there's no magic in some sense to the breath. The breath um, just only ever occurs in the present moment. So by bringing awareness to any of our senses, really, but um, the breath is a, a common way to do this, what we're doing is we're aligning ourselves with what's actually happening now. Because so much of our suffering is generated because of our reflexive and habitual running to the past or dashing to the future, and we're missing our entire lives. And mm. this is what I came to understand. I was sleepwalking through my own life, and I was missing uh, so much of the, the blessing of life. Yeah, you know, we've learned that uh, if you're thinking about the future, you might often be anxious. If you're thinking about the past, you might often have grief. But if we uh, do these practices, um, what you're saying is it might take less than a minute. You might even habit stack and say, okay, every time I go to the bathroom or every time I put up my phone, I'm just going to take three breaths. And doing that can really create shifts and even rewire our brains. That's right. And that's what's really exciting about the last generation of science is that this is a way to literally care for your brain and to literally help it to rewire in, in healthier ways. So this is, um, this is really, really powerful. And we have this ancient technology at our disposal. And so, you know, for 14 days, a couple of times a day, we'll be offering these little, um, really accessible, really practical, uh, practical exercises um, that I think folks will, will recognize clear benefits to uh, when they start practicing. Okay. And again, this is free. And I know this will this also becomes a podcast. And for those of you who are watching on our app later or listening on our podcast, we're recording this as of January 31st. So this program, 14 Days of Love, starts on February 1st. If you miss the memo and you start a little bit late, can you go back? Oh, absolutely. You can go back and all of this content will be archived, you know, for over a year. And so we we anticipate folks uh, joining the love train um, throughout the 14 days and we welcome new friends to uh, to join in the love. OK, so in a practical sense, tell us one more time, what do people do if they want to do this free, free, free program, 14 Days of Love? A little way to get your mindfulness and meditation practice boosted. 
So we welcome folks to visit our website, copperbeachinstitute.org. Uh, you just offer us your email and you'll get a, a link uh, connecting you to the Love Hub and our community of practice. Yeah, and there it is on the screen as well at Copper Beach Institute. Um, 14 Days of Love, again, February 1st to February 14th, right up through Valentine's Day, but you could start later. And if you go to copperbeachinstitute.org, I'm just going to help folks go up to the, um, I think it's online programs and then upcoming programs, and you'll get to that uh, you'll, you can sign up, but uh, you know, great that we can have experts like you, Brandon. I know you've, you've you've taught all over the world. You've got your masters from the Yale School of Divinity. I mean, we've we've got some people who really know what they're talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Look forward to you joining us soon. Absolutely, I highly recommend. I know the Copper Beach Institute has some great programs, so I hope it's helpful, Brandon. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are looking for more wellness content, things that are on the cutting edge of wellness, thank you for tuning into Kara's Cures. We have more episodes on the WFSB streaming news app. You can also follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin. I post them there. I even have a Kara Sundlin um, Facebook group. If you look for Kara's Cures, you can join the Kara's Cures Facebook group. Uh, in the meantime, have a great day. Be well. <laughs>